Hi, this is Shelly with Reeds and Weeds. Thanks so much for listening. I'm excited about talking to Robin and Sarah today. If you've been listening for a while, please like, subscribe, rate, and review. It really does help. And connect with me on Instagram at Reeds and Weeds. Enjoy the show. Bye. <laughs> that was that was, that was a letdown, super letdown. Thanks, Robin, for the super letdown. <laughs> Appreciate it. Poor clink, <laughs> clink. Okay, hey listeners, this is Shelley. This is Reads and Weeds, and this is the show where we smoke weed and read books, or just read books. <laughs> Because not everybody smokes weed and that's okay. But not everybody likes everything, which doesn't mean you should be put in jail for doing it, right? I think we can agree on that. Speaking of that, uh, the longest running criminal justice reform cannabis related event in history is coming up April 1st. It's the Saturday at the end of this month. So (laughs) Hash Bash is coming up. Things to look for is there's a Hash Bash treasure hunt that benefits the Great Lakes Expungement Network and the Sons and Daughters United, which is, um, you know, children of people who've been affected by the war on drugs. And I've got to tell you, it's going to be a super party. We're going to have Josie Scoggins on here in the end of the month. And she is daring anyone. She's basically betting anyone that they can't outsmoke her mother. <laughs> so, and she's planning the treasure hunt. So that's going to be so fun. Yeah. Oh, other cannabis news real quick before I jump into this amazing book is uh, Sky Mint, I guess, is in receivership, whatever that means. And if you're a listener of us and you live in a state that does not have cannabis laws in order yet, let me just tell you how you can be a hero, is let people out of jail first before you start thinking about marketing and building your, your business plans and everything. There's people who are really good at taking care of this magical plant in jail right now for this thing that you're thinking about making money off of. So in order to not continue destroying the karma of the universe, can you please just start with decriminalization and learn from the states before you to let people who know how to grow, grow. A lot of them are in jail. Let them out. Let them grow. And then let the people who used to be selling tacks or tires or whatever, and they just have a lot of money and want to jump in the game, make them jump through a thousand hoops before they get to join. (laughs) Because it does not work out anyway. (laughs) And if you work at Sky Mint and you're a great person, you've had a great time, then I'm sorry. But I they really had an eye on getting rid of caregiver system, which we're not for. But that's not what we're talking about today, (laughs) folks. We're talking about a very important book called There Are Moms Way Worse Than You, Irrefutable Proof That You Are Indeed a Fantastic Parent. Now, when I saw this book, um, I had just done a show put on by Hard G Comedy, which is led by... Mr. and Mrs. Jason and Robin Gilleran, hard G comedy, big in the scene here in Michigan, which is a huge scene. So they're crushing it in every way. We are live in Robin's gorgeous living room, looking out in the woods, and there's a grand piano, and there's a dog who keeps biting itself. And <laughs> it's a hoot. So we're having a great time, and we all feel physically great because we're on the radio. Yes. <laughs> we can we look great. We look so good. I, look so I look, I'm really good. fancy. I'm fancy. <laughs> I'm super skinny. Robin, Robin is skinny and doing a back bend. 
yeah, yeah. No, none of us have to pee <laughs> at all, right? <laughs> anyway, um, and they are. I have my friends who are first timers on the show, and uh, the last time I saw Robin and Sarah Grogan, longtime friend. Last time I saw them, I was doing a hard G show at Bolero in Royal Oak, and uh, we were having a discussion about motherhood. And then I left that night, and I immediately came across this little book, which I mailed to them. Very important read that we're going to do today. So, uh, wise women that I've got with me here, uh, they're moms, they're musicians, they're funny, they're excellent in their career, they're some of the smartest people that I know, and it's their first time on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you're welcome. So, um, I want to... Introduce yourself, Sarah Grogan, and uh, tell how uh, you think we first met. Okay. Thanks, Shelley. Okay. I'm Sarah Grogan. Uh, I'm a mom. I have two boys. Um, I'm also a therapist. I work with just women, um, a lot of moms, and uh, I'm also a singer, and so how I think that I know Shelly okay. is um, I think it was around 2004 I'm going to say okay uh, I used to work at the what was the Improv Inferno Improv Inferno in Ann Arbor yeah. on Main Street and uh, I was the bartender there and we used to have a karaoke night and so I would often hop back and forth between the bar and the stage, um, and I would sing with my best friend and roommate and bandmate at the time, Sarah mm-hmm. Greasehaber, um, and we would do little duets and numbers, and Shelly, and I think Elizabeth Royce mm-hmm. scouted, I'm using quotations for that, oh, okay. scouted okay. us for a Luna Moon Cabaret production and said, you two would be great. You need to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then we started performing together and we're in lots of cabarets. She was in my band. She was in my wedding. And it just sort of led to lots of performing together and becoming great friends. Yeah. I put, I was her wedding band. No. Isn't that fun? And she was the MC for my wedding. I had to, she gave me all these different like types of stuff, like, Motown, Soul, all this stuff. And she's like, the day before, she's like, oh, by the way, um, oh, Bob Seger's going to be there. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you guys, hey, band, just FYI, Bob Seger's going to be there. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take pictures with him. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stop anyway. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's close. I feel like I met you when we were doing makeup for the Firefly Club, the first Luna Moon Cabaret. You were already in. Okay. And I met you and Sarah together because somebody was putting makeup on you. Oh. And they were like, oh my God, those girls are so gorgeous. Oh they were freaking out. Aww. And then you guys were so good and Aww. it was great. You are and we've been friends. Well, so here's my story sorry. about Sarah. Uh-oh. Is um, Jonas. What? Uh, one of your besties you from life. I know life. Jonas. One of your besties from life. He tells this story like one day they had just been to yoga together and Jonas was really just getting into yoga and they're like really relaxed having coffee after and he's going, have you read this book? Have you read this book? This book talks about this and Sarah's really relaxed after yoga kind of playing with her and she's like, I don't like to read. (laughs) (laughs) Just real. So I appreciate you going out of your comfort zone for this. this long book. 
Can you picture? <laughs> right. Can yeah, you this picture? was a book I could handle, so thanks. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, Robin Gillerin, introduce yourself, please, ma'am. Hello. Hi. Um, my name is Robin Gillerin. Uh, I am also a mom of two boys. We've talked about that. Mine are uh, 14 this month and 16. Oh, yeah. So they're very stinky. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm married. My husband, Jason, and I have been married for 23 years. This yes, year. girl. It's way too long. Um, <laughs> uh oh, just kidding. It's great. It's great. Um, I uh, work in network marketing. I sell leggings, which is super fun. Um, and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of this, stuff. Is this a Zaya active? This is, yes. I look Zaya like active. Big Bird today. I'm wearing my yellow <laughs> jogging suit. It's very cozy. And she crushes it, by the way. <laughs> That's cute. She crushes uh, it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I also um, am a local actor and model. I do some of that stuff. Uh, and I am also a stand-up comic. And we produce shows as well, my husband and I together. So, yes. Tons of fun. Um, let's see. Okay, so. And what was the name? Hold on a second. What oh. was the name of the person that you just opened for this weekend? Oh, at, yes. I yes. was just recently at the Detroit House of Comedy, and I worked with Zarna Garg, who. She's lovely. Oh, if she was here and she was able to be on this podcast, she would have had a lot of things to say about yes. this book because yes. a lot of her jokes <laughs> I know. stem from being a mom and also yeah. an Indian mom, you know? Um, yes. So uh, she has a lot to say about motherhood and she is she was quite joyful and she um, regrets her third child. So at least we only have two. <laughs> oh well, my God. You can regret two. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. And you can regret one. <laughs> yep, you can. Uh, so tell me how we met. Yes. So I remember knowing about who you were because Jason had done shows with you um, and he oh. had done your 51st Jokes, which is an incredible show. If mm -hmm. um, you haven't um, seen that, you need to follow Shelly and go to the next one because it's so much fun. It's There's such buzz in the room. And um, so he had gone by himself, um, <clears throat> probably because I was hungover or something. I don't sure, know. sure. But... Um, doesn't matter why. But we, you and I, I remember meeting you at one of the shows that we produced called Smokes and Jokes. And it was at Smoky Cigar Bar in Royal Oak. And you brought such joy. And you had had a really crappy day. Something about <laughs> a customer service representative on the phone oh my God. giving you the wrong runabout or whatever. Oh and so you had totally ditched your entire set. And you just talked about the situation <laughs> and it was so much fun and then afterwards we were like you should hang out with us so we you sat with us and you had at a beer table. with us at the oh table God, and our yeah. friend Steve by that's yes. one of Jason's long-term friends he's they've known each other since they were 12 and it's yes. actually how Jason and I met when we were 15 we Aww. met um yes. through Steve by and my my um best friend John Ferlini so um, they all went to high school together and they yep. went to an all boys yep. school, but I just remember you were so much fun. And I was like, I need, to, she needs to be my new best friend. Like how cool is this person? But then I realized you live like 45 minutes away. So that wasn't going to happen, but I do enjoy every time I see you. And, um, it was really, really fun. And every time I get to know you better, I'm always like filled Aww. with joy. So yes, yay. that's how I remember it too. That show was great. And you were so smiley. Like I'm looking around this room, which is thick with smoke. I didn't realize it would be totally thick with smoke. Yeah. And there's people watching football just right <laughs> to the left of me at the bar. 
And there was those girls just totally talking. Remember that table full of girls just totally talking? Yes. And showing Rob- each other videos. Robert Schneider got really mad and at he them. He got mad at them. at them. I think he yelled at them. <laughs> but it was a great lineup, actually. And then hanging out with you guys, and I was like, wow, this is a really fun couple. And is she really having this much fun, or is she just one of those smiley people? And uh, yeah, I was like, we're going to be friends because you were just like, yay. But you weren't doing stand up yet. I right? was. I actually, that oh, was were. one of my very first times I think I may have done a set that it may have been one of my very first times ever doing stand-up oh yes 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 maybe not I don't remember I'll have to ask Jason because you know with COVID and all of that like it's all a blur I don't even know like do I I do stand-up I I know I know (laughs) that's what I feel I'm trying to get back into things now and I feel like I'm just talking to strangers I'm like hey I've kind of been in this scene I think for like 20 years can mm-hmm. I just show up there or what how does it work now yeah. I don't even it's mm-hmm. so weird so um I uh after we last all three saw each other at Bolero I sent Robin and Sarah I mailed them a book a children's book called there are moms way worse than you and I just thought it was hilarious it's a children's book and uh, I want to know what you thought when you got this book in the mail <laughs> what did you think Sarah well, apparently I don't like to read, so I didn't pay any attention to it. <laughs> and uh, it just, I was like, I'm a coaster. I was like, yeah. And then Shelly was like, so did you read the book? And I was like, Shelly, I just don't know if I have time. She's like, it's 12 pages. It's, yeah, it's like 12 pages. It's, lots it's of pictures. essentially like a children's, like you can handle it. Um Books give you anxiety. I have a master's degree, guys. Like, I can read. Um, so then I felt silly when I opened it, but it was great. Like, it made me laugh. And I I love, um, you know, there are moms way worse than you. Like, that. So, um, you know, I think it makes you feel better as soon as you read the title. Yes. Right? Like, it was just like, it was like, in, which I didn't read, by the way, <laughs> like, for a minute. And then I did, and then it made me feel better, like, right away. Good. Good. Yeah. How about you? Um, I was thrilled because I love getting gifts. So like, I don't care if it's a packet of Kleenex. Like, thank you for thinking of me. And I was like, she really does want to be my friend. She sent me a present. And then I was like, oh, she has an agenda. She wants me to be on her podcast. No, no, no. I actually was so thrilled. And we were on our way out um, for a little spring break trip. And so I put it in my bag and then we all, we read it together. And Jason was overjoyed by the way, because you know, he always has said, you know, you're a great mom, but, um, yeah, you really do think that you're going to screw up your kids. And cause there's so, you get like this decision fatigue. It's like, oh my gosh. And then you stop making decisions and you're like, whatever, just make what you want for dinner. Happy you know? birthday, everybody. <laughs> I've decided this year, you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So <laughs> if, if, if you're not familiar with this piece of work, um, <laughs> if you didn't study this in your graduate program, mm-hmm. it's called There Are Moms Way Worse Than You, Irrefutable Proof That You Are Indeed a Fantastic Parent by Glenn Buzan. And there's a giraffe on the front kicking a baby giraffe off to the side with it's his relaxing. leg. Yeah. Yep. Because and apparently so, that's what happens. Giraffes kick their babies hours after birth to get them to walk doesn't that make you feel so good about yourself yes Yes, because that's exactly how i got my kids to walk (laughs) 
This is a book. It's a children's book about animals, basically. Well, the first few pages are just like all the crazy panics that moms have. Like, what if they lose an eye? What if their food's not organic? What if I'm not watching and they stumble off a cliff? What if I pick the wrong preschool? What if, what if, what if, you know? And so it's crazy. Then it starts going through all the animals in the animal kingdom and how, what kind of parents they are. Mm -hmm. And it just, the reason I thought this would be good uh, to talk about is because I don't know if the listeners are on board with this thought, but um, uh, moms don't always think they're the greatest moms. I think that is a true fact there that nobody's going to really dispute. And also, I think some moms are into judging other moms. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like these two moms that I'm talking to right now know so much about both of these things because they are respectively a therapist and a comedian. (laughs) So I think they know a thing or two about this subject matter. So what I would like to, first of all, do you want to say anything about like just the book, the, the way it's put together? Oh, it's very clever. And like the pictures are great. Like if you know a new mom, just get her this book. (laughs) Get her this book. I know so many like moms that could benefit from having this book like I want to sure. buy like a hundred and just pass them out anytime I sure. hear someone you go to pregnant. the hospital <laughs> yeah. just show up right bunch Wouldn't of diapers. diapers in this, <laughs> this book. Yes. Yeah. and maybe yes. some Xanax and Xanax <laughs> yes yes yeah. or weed so what it tell me um did you grow up with a picture or a thought like some burning desire of being a mom and what it would be like <laughs> were you like oh this is what it's gonna be like to be a mom did you have that you go first. Oh, gosh. Robin. I will be honest. I know that if I don't have expectations about something, it makes me a very happy person. And I even Amen. like, like I've had, Cheers. I remember once when I was younger, maybe 18 or 19, and I said, my New Year's resolution this year is to have no expectations. <laughs> and I don't think I ever looked back, you know, because <laughs> if you make a plan in your head, it is not going to turn out that way. Yeah. Like nothing is ever and so I did kind of have in my head like what I thought you know uh how it was gonna be she had expectations of what it was gonna be like some yes some I had did I did I had some I was like okay I'm gonna try my best and like you can't beat yourself up right that's the biggest thing yeah and I think that when if you care about what other people think, if you're that kind of person, which most people do, I don't, I don't know. I think I'm missing that gene for some reason. I don't know what happened. Like I've always just been like, oh, this is who I am. And if you don't like me, I'm sorry, that's on you, you know? Um, and, and so, but I think if you don't have that feeling as a mother, you're always wondering what are other people thinking? And there's always unsolicited advice especially from family members, um, that feels like criticism, right? And so I've always been like, hopefully um, I I didn't let that affect me and I didn't have expectations. But, um, you know, I don't know. I just want my kids to be happy, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have felt like I've screwed up a lot of things. So, but that's okay. Because okay, everyone okay. does, right? You everyone know? does. Yeah. Yes. So did okay. You what was the question? Ex- it was about expectations of motherhood. Oh, okay. So no, because I didn't plan on having, or I didn't want children for most of my life mm-hmm. until like about two seconds before I decided <laughs> to have them. Uh, yeah. So I, I really, um, I didn't. And then I guess, you know, when I did 
you know, my husband and I did decide, like, okay, we want to be parents. Um, uh, who's going to hear this? Um, I, <laughs> hmm, hmm. Uh, well, I just kind of wanted to do a better job than my parents. That was sort sure. of, that was sort sure. of the goal. The, mm-hmm. that was, those were my it's expectations. A lot of people's goal. Yeah. 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 So, like, that was the bar. Like, do better than that. Right. And so, in your mind, what was better? Oh, uh oh. Well, because I think, like, we were talking about this earlier, like, if I sit around, if I hear me or my boyfriend, and I do not have kids, for the record, but my boyfriend has one, two, three, four kids. (laughs) There's so many. They're from 22 to 14 years old. When someone says four kids, I just start to, like, sweat. (laughs) Right. My hands. Paul always says, I've got, Paul always says, I've got four, and people go, wow, and he goes, that's right. That's right. Four. That's right. Yeah, and children (laughs) equals, like, 24. That's how many children that is. Especially yeah, yeah. if they have ADHD. Or oh, <laughs> boy. That's oh, an, boy. Multiply oh that boy. by two. So but much when, when I think that. about better, like every time we go, I wish I'd known this, I'm like, then it, that's what we're supposed to be teaching them. Like if mm-hmm. you wish you'd known better about confidence or money or taking care of your health or whatever mm-hmm. you wish you knew, then that's informing you, you know, to, to so when I think better... That's the way I think better. It's mm-hmm. like no, attitude, I, encouragement, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel very lucky because I hear so many people that have had <coughs> like bad upbringings. And man, I my mom, oh, you guys have met my mom. Yes. Your mom's like, amazing. She's a badass. We went to your mom's what, an birthday? Opera 86th birthday. 86th birthday party. she's party. funny and yeah. she's yeah. adorable. Super mm-hmm. cute. Instilled confidence. I have two sisters. We're not jealous people. Like, I don't know what she did. I'm like, what happened? You know, she did a great job. I'm yeah. very, very thrilled with the way that she did things. Um, you know, so maybe because I had a good role model, I felt comfortable, but mm. I was like you, I didn't, I never grew up thinking I'm going to have babies and I want to have babies. And Mm-mm. like, I just met Jason and he, we were like, I was like, God, I want to make people with this person. Cause he's so incredibly, you know, great. Right. So I think yeah. that that's what happened with me. I it was like a how- sexy science experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what brainy little mathematicians we can make. Let's make mutants of ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's kind of like, making babies. If I would have thought more about, like, what will happen if Sarah and Adam had a baby, (laughs) that might have given a little more pause if I had thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of ADHD. you got to embrace all of the weirdness, though. I no. love weird Two ADHDers. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's sure. a lot. Sure. That's yeah. a Fun lot. Fun times. It's like the blind leading the blind. I kind of feel like we're both autistic, though, Jason and I. Like, if you tested us, we might be. Sure. Which is so fun. It is so fun. Can we talk about it? Okay. I have the credential to do that. Yes, that's true. That's true. So what do you wish? Okay, well, first of all, I'm going to pick a couple of passages. Um, Love it. Do you have a book in front of you, mm-hmm. Sarah? <laughs> we, um, why don't you turn uh, to page <laughs> 42. Okay, just don't make Are me read. Are there really that many pages? Shelly, don't make me read. 42, okay. and I'd like for you to read about oh, horses. Okay. No, no, horses? you're going to read it. Yep, I read that. looking at Read horses. that page. Okay. Horses? Well, can you just describe... Oh. What's happening here? This is this looks you know it looks like a self help group uh-huh. happening with um, horses sitting in chairs uncomfortably. Mm-hmm. 
And then, do you want me to read it? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Horses seem like super dads, but eh, they're not the best. They'll threaten other horses' kids and kick them straight to death. Ooh, ooh. Okay. And then, oh, the support group. Um, there's a, a sign on the sign wall. Sign on the wall. Thanks, mm-hmm. words. Um, full Kickers Anonymous. Okay. Can you turn one page back and hand that to Robin? Let her sure. read that one. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. And can you read that page, Robin? It's not just moms. Some dads suck, too. They're not all warm and snuggly. A pipefish dad will eat his kids if he thinks that they are ugly. See? Hmm. Now, the science behind how a, how they decided that a fish thought its fish children were ugly, I don't mm-hmm. know yeah. what I think about that. Mm-hmm. But what we do know is that that type of fish eats their young. <laughs> <laughs> that is the fact. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read page 45 here, which is a poison dark frog using a urinal Mm -hmm. Um, he's a pink frog with like bluish legs peeing yellow Mm -hmm. the poison dark frog dad is less a hit and more a miss (laughs) to keep his eggs from drying out he'll sometimes use his piss so uh this is what we're trying to put into perspective here is what how the animal kingdom in general is pa- is parenting yeah. yeah um and we're doing that because a lot of moms i think are trying to be like the best mom ever would you guys agree yeah yeah i mean i think when you asked about you know expectations that was sort of like where i was starting from is like i want to do better than my parents slash like you know i don't want to hurt or wound or you know screw up my kids so well I better not make any mistakes and I better do it the best way possible so you know perfectionism that's a great sure <laughs> that's a great viewpoint sure. to have, right all right yeah Here, so though, because sometimes then that turns into like helicopter parenting where we're doing too much and then you know that's going to screw our kids up too so yeah. uh, you got to find a fine line but we're all screwed up so whatever it's fine you know sure. yeah <laughs> well that's turned into postpartum anxiety and depression yeah. for me sure. that's what that turned sure. into yeah. describe that term yeah. Sarah <laughs> okay she has a master's yeah. and uh, she works with a lot of moms so describe yeah. what postpartum is I mean I'm I just can't assume everyone knows so just talk about it a little bit so it's certainly different for different people um so for some people it's like intrusive thoughts or scary thoughts about like well let me let mm-hmm. me go back yep. to the definition so this is mm-hmm. postpartum mm-hmm. is referring to depression or anxiety. depression or anxiety that happens right after the birth of a child mm-hmm. for some period of time yeah and okay. some yep and and so um some people some women or people some women don't feel connected to their babies or they feel numb or they feel flat, you know, kind of like regular depression symptoms. Um, some people experience like intrusive thoughts or scary thoughts about like scary things happening to their baby or even them doing things to their children, you know, um, or just general fears like agoraphobia can be part of that. Lots of really fun feelings and thoughts, essentially. Yeah, yeah. But no pressure because you don't have much to do during that time. Right, yep. Or your body just went through a lot. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. And then your baby wakes up every 
two hours. Mm-hmm. So you're sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Nice. Absolutely. Okay. Learning okay. to breastfeed, perhaps. That's not for everyone. Sure. That's that's Difficult. another nightmare for people. Yeah. Yeah. For some yep. people. Yeah. So what do you what do you wish? Okay, wait. I want I you to that. talk about. I, w- I had I had really pretty bad. I, we lived by ourselves in Ohio with no one. Well, Ohio. So yeah, <laughs> that Ohio in and of itself is a depressing place. But yeah, I mean, oh, no. that's a that's a trigger. Sorry, Ohio. Lots Sorry. of love. I'm Lots no, of love. No, no. Uh, the streets I'll are stop. very clean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I um, I have an anxiety disorder that I've had my whole life, and so when I had my first child. I really did have a bad bout where like I was having thoughts like that I was worried I was going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's a very real thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a real thing. So tell me, um, y- you were trying to write a joke about the mom code, yes. right? So tell me what that means to you. Yeah, so I tried writing this joke. It's not fully finished yet, but I did try it on stage in front of sold out shows at Detroit House of Comedy. So I do have balls. Let's say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hashtag balls. Um, yes, hashtag <laughs> Uh, with a Z. Um, so um, the mom code I say is that women don't tell other women how hard it is to be a parent, how hard it is to be a mom, let's say, um, you know, because I, I don't know, like, are we scared of like ruining the population? Like, you know, like um, procreation stopping or whatever. Uh I don't know what it is, but no one was ever honest with me and said, oh, by the way, um, you will no longer have privacy and you no longer get to sleep when you want to sleep. Um, also, um, you know, you can't have a lock on your bathroom. <laughs> like you're, you know, like everything is, is different when you have a kid, like your sleep, your um, and when you don't sleep, that really affects mental health, at least for me, oh, sure. um, when you don't have the right amount of sleep, um, you know, meals are different because you need to make sure that your person is fed first. Uh, like you said, breastfeeding is really hard, all of that. So, um, so really the code in, you know, it's a secret that we don't tell people how hard it is. Yeah. And I think that needs to be It probably depends on how you, how you grow up because I think a lot of people grow up with the mom situation where they're like, do you know how long I was in labor with you? Do you know what it's like to drive your ass everywhere? Like all they talk but about. But maybe we don't listen to that as We kids, don't listen to it. You know? We don't know what they're going. There's no way to know. Yeah, until you're in it. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. So what do you wish you could say? I mean, break the code. What do you wish you could tell someone? They're 28 or they're 33 oh. and they're like, I'm going to be the best mom ever. And my kid's <laughs> going to be Good luck. the smartest and I'm going to handle everything well. And what do you wish they knew? Is there a way that they can prepare? <laughs> what can they do? I don't know. I think you might be better versed to Sarah, I think because of your background, I think you would be, you would have better words to say because you would know what to say to not. To screw it up, you know? <laughs> well, so I feel like what we're not saying yet is the, you know, pressure. Part of the reason that moms put so much pressure on themselves is because our society puts pressure on uh, women slash moms. So, you know, hashtag patriarchy. Yay. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that's my perspective is that... Um, we have unreasonable, unfair, sexist, um, 
expectations of women and therefore women put sort of unfair and inappropriate and sexist expectations on ourselves Mm -hmm. and then the distribution of not just domestic labor but cognitive and emotional labor um, is put on women and you know we're the ones that are carrying the children you know we're growing the babies and we're giving birth and we're recovering from that and we're dealing with the hormone fluctuations and then we're also putting probably more of the the physical domestic tasks of taking care of those babies but also like their physiological psychological mm-hmm. you know all the all aspects of their well-being most of that we're sort of like the ceos of our household typically so we're you know yeah. we're, on top we're, of working some working yeah, full-time oh yeah. working moms? oh yeah like, yeah oh, well, or, and the, working or not working that's working, like you're working that's your work however you describe either it, way yeah. you're working so that's too there are much no working moms really <laughs> and and you know in generations before us the expectation of motherhood was more like keep them alive and like or maybe it was also like and look good and keep your house clean but now it's like don't fuck up your kids that's the new thing well that was certainly like my agenda you used to just send us outside lock the door the hoses in the back if you're thirsty you drink out of the hose think about this i got a vacuum so that's important i remember being at my friend's house for hours and hours and hearing their mom on the phone be like Oh yeah, she's here. <laughs> you know, like, and I think back on it, and I'm like, that means I was gone for hours before my mom called that mom. Said, yeah, like Have it was you fine. Seen my daughter, right? It was fine. And now we're supposed to be like, oh, you're not paying enough attention to them. You're not engaging them enough. You're not, you know, making sure they're developed enough. Like, you know, almost like they're not supposed to be sad or upset or uncomfortable. Oh, don't fuck up your kids. Are you fucking up your kids? Let them feel the feelings, man. You know, so there's just like the, you know, the pendulum is almost kind of swung the other way. And it's also Mm -hmm. happening at a time where women, not everyone, and I – I was a stay-at-home mom for almost six years mm-hmm. before I was a working mom. So I'm not going to say that this it's just hard for working moms. It's hard for any kind of mm-hmm. mom. Um, you know, but we just, the expectation, you know, that like w- the beginning of this book, it's like, are you feeding them the right things? <laughs> are you teaching them the right things? Are they developing in the right ways? Are Do you, you have doing a trust that? fund? Do you set up a trust <laughs> fund? Another thing, too, about um, nowadays is that we have this unrealistic um, expectation for women based on social media because everybody is comparing themselves to someone else's highlight reel. And you're seeing all these perfect moms in in perfect bodies with their, you know, newborn baby and, you know, especially celebrities who are, you know, having... People help them look exactly yeah. like they did before they gave yeah, birth. Look at how you quick know, I got two my weeks later. Yes, pre-baby body bag. Yes, and and if no. you compare yourself to someone else's highlight reel, because you know they're not all putting the real nitty gritty. You know, this is my everyday life on social media. Because I don't expect anyone to do that. But also, I you do. need you need to. <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay, yep. let's do it. So you also hashtag need to, I just farted. Hashtag mistakes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> I pooped my. Look at the diaper that you have to wear after you have a baby for (laughs) a month. Okay, let's be real. Like baby showers, not helpful. Let's let's be real. Let's actually prepare. 
you know, people that are having babies yes. for like, Here's your what new it's grandma really like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember, um, being at a baby shower, I was working at Zingerman's Roadhouse and it was a wonderful place to work and you could tell because everybody was having babies. They always say if you're in a place where everybody's having babies, they feel good there, they're, they feel stable. But in your restaurant, like there's pregnant moms everywhere bumping into each other, <laughs> nursing, everything. And we were at this baby shower and everybody in there was trying to tell this new mom like here's what you really need yeah and someone gave her these cooling pads oh for her for your vagina oh for her vagina okay Mm -hmm. that you put in these oh i remember like ice pack spray yeah yeah (laughs) okay well i had a c-section so (laughs) i didn't need those things but okay that's cool you had two two yeah wow that's nice because you can schedule the second one if you had one i did schedule the second one because i was almost not alive by that uh, time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I remember this time because gravidurum two times. Yeah, that means that you vomit all the time. Yep. Oh my god. From start to finish, including that. while I was having my C-section. Oh no. So hey. you were on the side. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, the That's physical fun. trauma. Yeah. I've been at two life births, and Good for you. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't I think mean, I've been at any. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, a friend, uh, my friend, I remember I was holding her left leg Aww. when her son came into the room, and it's such a violent shock that now my other friend, who she works in labor and delivery, and I mean, so she sees, yeah, everything intense. all day, every day. You know, just like, and so here's the reality: is our whole billions of human population means that everybody's mothers equipped or not, yeah. you know, and we all survived, right? The people who are mm-hmm. listening survived in spite of, or because of circumstances, because we're animals and <laughs> right. And so w- the reason why I thought this book was so funny is because a lot of it was stimulated by social media because the pressure of mm-hmm. like, I, I cannot imagine the pressure of parenting during social media of like what how preachy social media can get about your mom time and your worth and how you teach your kids. I'm like, oh my God, there's only so many things you can control. They're going to go to or school. Think about, or think or about. Or think about. Or try to incorporate. Or, and, you know, you just explained, you know, the birthing process. We just explained, you know, a few different ways that happens. Sure. And that's any of the ways is super intense and what's really cool is that we then expect the moms to be the ones and this is if you're in you know a heteronormative relationship Mm -hmm. but then we then expect the moms to do more of the stuff you know (laughs) it's like if you know, it's like, what if men had periods? What would things look like? Mm. You know, what if men were the ones that gave birth? What would things look like? Like, you know, yeah. Maternity, paternity leave. It would be a totally different scenario. Do you remember the working moms (laughs) episode where they're all dressed like men and they're Mm -hmm. sitting around the toddler group? So the, all the characters oh, are dressed yeah. like men and they, yeah. all, they all look like, and they're just like, yeah, yeah. My penis just doesn't look the same after this third baby. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, you can get a procedure done. Like they're all talking about how much their penis shape yeah. has changed since giving birth. And they're going like, oh, what if women had to have babies? You know, it's really, yeah, it's, it's great. funny. It's funny. Like it's just, it's unbelievable. You know, 
the expectations that we put on women, it's always been this way and it's still this way now, mm-hmm. is incredibly disproportionate. And women don't typically, in my work, I mean, I kind of feel like that's my job is to be like, hey, time out. Like, do you hear like mm-hmm. the pressure and the expectations that you're putting on yourself? And like, you know, if you're not a single mom, is there someone else in the equation here that maybe can... Yeah. Wait, why are you the only one getting up in the middle of the night? Yeah. Um, wait, why are you the one that's making sure everyone does those things when everyone's a certain age? Food is huh? the biggest why? thing for me. Like, I I just, just, dude, my oldest is almost 17. And I said to Jason the other day, I was like, why am I the one who is always responsible for dinner just because I have a vagina? Like yeah. he was like, oh, oh, <laughs> like I can't, like, oh, yeah. you can, huh. you know, and, the, and that's, you know, and it's not because he's lazy. He does a ton of stuff, you know, don't get me wrong, but like and just gender roles. It's ju- yes. You know, and, and in his defense, I never touch garbage. Like I don't ever take the garbage out. Yeah. I never drag it to the street. I never take like, you know, so there are certain mm-hmm. expectations yeah. or whatever, 23 years of marriage, but sometimes it's just a conversation because then after I said that he took it among himself to make sure there was dinner you know and he yeah, does cook nice. sometimes so like you know sometimes it's just voicing like what you need and I think yeah. in, instead of just thinking that that's just the way it's supposed to be yeah. or you know then internalizing shame like well I'm not good and I'm not a good mom and guilt because yeah. I'm not um doing all the things and I'm not doing all the things perfectly and I'm not doing all the things enough and this is what I feel like I'm supposed to do and this is what I want to do of course I want to be the best for my kids I love them more than anything ever and and so then we internalize it and then we feel bad about ourselves rather than going hold on a second this is a bad plan yeah this <laughs> is not this doesn't make sense this is unfair this right. isn't real this time out yeah and so that's kind of what a lot of my work the, yeah is. this is what I'm curious about because what I when I, what the reason why this book it was so immediately funny to me mm-hmm. is because of how many times I've heard and and, and I think most of the moms that I know are doing a bang up job. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're totally. crushing it in so many ways. Most of the most of my friends run businesses and they love life and their kids are healthy. But when I hear them talk about being a mom, there is some beating up beating myself so up, much. right? So much. And they're just like, Oh, I suck at this, you know? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, the um I don't of course, as a kid, I don't remember any of the moms that I was around saying it was more like our fault. You know, like the kids <laughs> are bad. Get out of here. You're getting on our nerves. Like, I feel like it's been a big yeah, shift. Yeah, that's the pendulum swing. Like, I think that's the pendulum no. swing. Yeah. So, so do you think, like when you think of all the women you know, do you think most of the time they're thinking they're doing okay or they think no. they're doing horribly? No, no. I don't no. think they're doing, no. No. Sarah's answer is no. Okay. That's a <laughs> strong well, no. She's working with people right, you're hearing who are the truth. coming for help. You're hearing you know? the truth. Oh, is that's, what you're that's the that's a good yes. point because what you're the truth. people say in you know the school mm-hmm. parking lot or on social media or whatever is definitely 
different from what they say to me, you know, yes. either in the, you know, because virtual I'd, office. Yeah, or, I'd say that my friends that I have that are the mom friends that I met, you know, when, when my oldest now who's 17 was in kindergarten. So mm-hmm. we have a core mom group, right? Yeah, that's nice. And they're very supportive, very lovely women. And I think they're all doing a bang up job. Mm-hmm. Well, that, ho- you know what, that, that brings up another really important point is that community, right? We hear about like the, it takes a village and, yeah. and like we all need a village and, you know, the village is hard to find or grasp or maintain, but like it really does help when you're not in isolation, you're not doing it alone, both like inside of your home, but like more than that, whether it's family or it's friends or it's other moms, like um, that makes a huge difference because if you're just in your head like, oh, this is this is a shit show. I must suck at this. I'm supposed <laughs> to look at whatever. And then you talk and like three other of your mom friends are like saying the same thing. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Right. That's, you know, that's normal. And, and if, you know, those people are straight, then probably most of their husbands aren't even. <laughs> if you ask dads what kind of parenting they feel like they're doing, I bet most of them feel like they're doing a pretty good Oh, my gosh. Good you should do a, podcast. <laughs> do a podcast with some dads on this book. Get they feel it. like they're doing pretty yeah. good. They're doing way better than their dads were doing. They're feeling pretty awesome about themselves. Their wives are like... You know, tearing out their own hair. Yeah, I know though, because I have heard Jason say, "I wish I spent more time with the kids." You know, Uh but think about that man. Like, you know, he's a surgeon and he works full time, and then he's also a comic, so he's out doing shows. You know, and he writes. He's like, yeah, but you guys are always hanging with your kids, though. He does. We do make time, but you know, um, but it's not as much as I'm. I think you know, and I think he beats him up himself up sometimes about it so yeah I, maybe if we really talk to to men they mm-hmm. they yeah. might feel differently so well, i don't know yeah. i've talked to some so, men they, yeah. they feel pretty good <laughs> yeah well like with with my boyfriend i i was saying like here's the thing that i can tell by you being around your kids um they like you yeah you hug them mm-hmm. they talk to you mm-hmm. And they want to hang out with you. Yeah, but that's a great, those are great signs right there. Right? They're teenage, teenagers. Teenagers. Yeah. That, those Te- are, well, I mean, mm-hmm. from 14 to 22, they all like him. Yeah. They want to talk to him. They feel comfortable, like, talking to him. He did something, right? And if he right. says, right. I'm like, you're, you're in, like, the top percentile uh, of dadness yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? My, like, my has, to be fair, I do, you know, I give men a hard time a lot I have a <laughs> reputation for that being a, the radical feminist yeah. that I am mm-hmm. you know it's not men it's patriarchy right so I'll say that but um you know I am married to a man and he's a great dad he's mm-hmm. a really his favorite thing I would say I think he would say is being a dad Aww. and I think that you can tell that and my kids you know feel that he's way better at playing and stuff than they are but you know I have a a typical heteronormative mother wife experience of like 
being the CEO, like making sure mm-hmm. we're eating, everyone's eating vegetables and we're keeping a schedule and there's a bedtime and like we're also talking about feelings and we're doing appropriate attachment parenting and <laughs> everybody's yes. clean yes. and blah, blah, blah. Yes. And like he's super like on board with that stuff and he's helpful with that stuff when I, especially when I tell him what mm-hmm. to do, you know, and people go, oh, he's helping. He's a good dad. Okay. Like the bar for dads is super different from the bar for moms and that's not a thing moms do themselves so here's 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 something that I wonder when people say here's the where the bar is set where do you think your perception of the bar comes from (laughs) and you also you also said he's helping like what that's that's my point yeah yeah. that word on purpose you're in charge and he's helped like he's an assistant to right he's very involved he's a hands that's i hear a lot of you know women that come to me like my husband's great he's very involved he helps you know and i'm just like don't roll your eyes don't don't do (laughs) it don't do it yeah yeah you know what's I, I I think what's great about the human species is the, the, what's going to screw you up is so out of your control. <laughs> it's so out of your control. Like as a parent, you're keeping people alive. You're you're doing your best. But when I think about the parents I grew up with, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy was drunk and shot bottle rockets mm. in our yard. Fun. And Bob his Rocket. kids are fine, yeah, <laughs> right. And that well, mom—that was my dad. <laughs> and that mom was laying out topless, yep. and covering herself in like butter and baby oil <laughs> to tan all day, while we just cooked. We just cooked in her kitchen as mm. as like young children. Mm-hmm. Can we cook things? She's like, sure, just cocktailing, you know. Mm. And I'm like, we're fine. Do you know what I mean? Yep. We're fine. Like, there's a, and I'm not talking about like if you're. If you can't get up in the morning or you're, you, you know, if you feel like you need to seek help because parenting is so overwhelming, you can't take care of yourself and yeah. you can't eat and you're struggling financially and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. That's what Sarah's for. I'm talking, yes. That's but I'm, I'm also for. talking about like, sure, get connected to services, do all that. But I'm talking about most of the moms that I know that historically, I mean, I, I was just listening to this story yesterday on NPR about why the um, life expectancy has gone up. And it's not, yes, people are living longer, but babies used to die. Mm -hmm. Women used to die in childbirth. People would have six kids to keep three, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was like, oh, they died. They got cold (laughs) or they got a virus or whatever. They died, you know, anything some of the things that we would not have lived through, you know, we wouldn't have lived through appendicitis, strep throat, you know, basic flu, whatever. Modern medicine. Having a refrigerator, having a, you know, so there's so many things working for us at this time. There's so many things working for us. And yet, and maybe it's just the era of social media, Mm -hmm. because I feel like the women I know are trying to be organic, loving, fair, educational like yes their expectations are so high of themselves yeah I mean my and God bless it I mean I think it's amazing yeah but I there's think good if you're things not about that, that it's also fine it's also perfectly yeah. fine no there's yeah so 
Oh my gosh, so many thoughts. There's so many thoughts. So many thoughts. Go, go you know, ahead. It's just Sarah, my, take it's the floor. It's just my opinion, but to me. <laughs> The problem is patriarchy. That's my opinion. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think that we, I guess I'm maybe repeating myself, but we, the reason that we'll always find things wrong with us and put a disproportion, disproportional, you know, amount of expectations on ourselves and we'll never measure up is that it's the, it's, it's womanhood. It's, you know, yeah. in this culture. So, to, so, we're just going to keep chasing the right. carrot. It's never going to be good enough. And we're just going to keep finding we meaning like our culture. It's not just women's fault that they feel this way. It's because they're smart and they're paying attention to like the water that they're swimming in. They're like, well, yeah, this is, this is the water I'm swimming in. So I didn't set the bar. Other women are super judgy. That's that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what patriarchy is. So patriarchy isn't just men. Okay, it's misogyny, right? It's it's the um, perspective that women are supposed to be this. It's that whole expectations thing again, right? Like, be pretty, be smart, be organized, be organic. Like, make your perfect children Mm -hmm. and put it all on Instagram. Look good. Don't look a mess. Mm -hmm. Look good, right? And I'm lucky to live in a nice little hippie area of Michigan where, like, moms just look like whatever they want to look My kids go to Birmingham school, (laughs) so, you know, it's like two different extremes. Do people look fancy at car pickup? Yes. Um... I wear pajamas. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but what about the other? I was people? that mom. Um, yes, there are several. There are several women that would be at full full hair and makeup at the bus stop. That's just you know I can't. I don't compete with that. I compete with me. Do you me. think it's just because they get up and that's what they do in the morning, or because of expectation? Like, it's, I don't do it because well, I don't do it mm-hmm. <laughs> because I. Can't keep up, I don't know. you know. I mean, you'd have to have a podcast with them and and ask That's them. That's true. You know, you're I right. Mean, but you're it, right. But but sometimes you just don't even want to hear it, like because that's their story, right? And whatever story they're telling themselves about how they need to be or how they need to look or whatever is their story. So true. I mean, I like looking good. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But like, I'm not gonna go out of my way to look good at pickup or drop right. off. Well, I just think about. I remember a really good old friend of mine who after she had her baby and we were going to go to the beach and her baby would have been about eight months old and so it was going to be like one of the first times because of when he was born and how old he was now one of her first times putting on a bathing suit Mm. since she'd had a baby and I'm like well come on you you look great really you look and she's like yeah but my body still kind of feels like a stranger you know Mm -hmm. like it's not so much weight or anything it's like I'm shaped like a different person that I've been shaped like Mm. my whole life before yeah you know like the way my body sits on the skeleton (laughs) has changed forever and I'm like oh okay I never thought about that you know and Um, it's not our values and expectations of women and what they're supposed to look like isn't the same as men so there's a lot more pressure Mm -hmm. to quote-unquote get your body back or what looking good means for women than for men so that's just like one example right it's like oh 
I'm supposed to be attractive, and attractive <laughs> means blah, 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 and oh blah, God. blah, blah is not conducive with what happens after you grow and birth a human. <laughs> right. And so mm-hmm. that's just like one tiny example of it's like, you know. See, I'm I've always had that. Yeah. Even before kids, I always had those body issues because I grew up a fat kid. So it's, you know, but I get, I get how she what she's saying because Mm -hmm. if you didn't grow up with that how shocking to have like a a, you know a a faulty body all of a sudden you know yeah actually actually I think all all girls and women feel that way so even if you if you're not quote-unquote a fat kid then you're praised for not being a fat kid so then Mm. you better not become a fat kid so you as if you're a girl you don't escape that. You have some relationship right. with, you know, I need to be attractive and pretty. And right. I am either naturally making that happen yeah. and making that happen with an eating disorder or I'm, you know, there's yeah. some, there's some, there aren't any girls or women that don't have some story about that. Yeah. Wow. And you know what's interesting now that I see is, some of the women I know feel pressure to make sure their daughters don't feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So there's a new pressure yeah. to make sure that there's not pressure on their kids. And right. you, Love you your guys, don't fuck up your yeah, kids. You guys have boys. Yeah. yeah. So, um, boys, boys, you know, experience it too. It's just I not so. to the same, it's not yeah. to the same degree or level. Um, but they do. They do oh yeah. Too. Oh, oh yeah. So, you know, again, not a mom, but, you know, the kids that I'm around the most are in the teenage boy era mm-hmm. where one just went from looking like a little boy, little mm-hmm. baby fat mm-hmm. face, to looking like a young man athlete all of a sudden. And it's weird. And we've noticed that <laughs> now he's started caring about how he looks. Yeah. Got a different haircut, mentions if his clothes don't fit right. And we're like, oh, he's starting to notice now. Yeah. And I get all of that. You know, I get all of that. Um, so you said something a minute ago. You said, oh, it's women judging other women. Mm-hmm. So tell me how um, you feel like my most recent, or, or I guess the thing that leaps to mind is during quarantine, during the pandemic, women judging other women about whether or not you're going to vaccinate your kids, about how you're, who you're having over your house, who you're putting in danger. Um, so seeing like parent shaming on um oh no the dog got out of the donut oh no <laughs> somewhere eating himself I heard her. i'm like she scratched herself i bet oh no so tell me when you say like women judging other women how do you experience that um how do you experience what do you mean like how have i noticed women yeah. judging other women yeah. oh i have i have disassociated with friends because of things that they have said about other people um, I don't like that. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want somebody, I don't want to hear someone say, oh, she only told me about her vacation because, or, or asked me about my break because she wanted to talk about her vacation. I'm like, don't you want to hear about her vacation? She only asked me how my kids were doing because she wanted to brag about how her, um, her kids are doing so well in school. And I, uh, no, like, don't you? Maybe she's just talking to you. <laughs> Or maybe, yes, maybe she cares about how you're doing. And I remember saying to this particular friend, don't you want to share struggles that you're having so that you can 
feel better or feel good or yeah. you know maybe come up with a solution or I don't know like I and this so I will has dis- trust issues yes I will disassociate <laughs> with someone right like, and I do sometimes feel bad but like I'm like I can't but I can't have that in my space no. I need my my space to be full of people who you know care and like yeah that I can be my fully myself yeah, um, yeah. and that they can fully be themselves 100%. because you don't need people judging and wondering and thinking you're saying something just because you want to brag no I want you to celebrate with me and I want you to tell me about the good things yeah so I can celebrate with you and I want you to tell me about the bad things yeah so that we can work through them you know yeah. so yeah Sounds I don't like, a like good that. mom friend oh thank yeah. you <laughs> yes. I don't like that I don't like when people do that I'm like tearing up because mm-hmm. like it's oh yeah frustrating because it's already so hard yeah right it's That's already right. so hard you know, yeah. and I think about if you can find that tribe of mom friends, and I'm lucky to be like in a mom friend tribe, even without kids. Yeah. But that's, you know, they all, I've watched their kids grow up together, and they, I think they all think of me as Aunt Shelley. I'm sure you Absolutely. guys have people in your, in yeah. your lives like that, that they're, or, or I was there for the birth, or I've been there since they were a baby, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, I know they're doing great. So you, you almost want the, like, I want my mom friends to go like, oh no, today sucked big time. I got thrown up on, like, (laughs) I don't want them to pretend that they're crushing it because like, what, what's the point? What's the point of it? Gotta keep it real. And also for someone like you that hasn't had the experience of Mm -hmm. giving birth and raising a child from, you know, it's important for you to know, listen, it's fun to be a parent and it's great, but maybe that was the best decision for you that you didn't yeah. have babies, you know? Like I have friends that I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful to have you in my life. You've never had kids. You have a different experience than me. I love you as a person, as a non, you know, mother person. You're yes. still a role model yes. for young, you know, people. Um, but I, it's not for everyone. I oh, definitely man. think it is not for everyone. This is a very interesting perspective because in my 30s, there was this pressure to like, be a mom I bet and it was and it was weird because I always always checking in with like wait where is this coming from Mm -hmm. is this because I have a desire to parent or is this because I think I'm supposed to be feeling this way because this message is being sent to me that the clock is ticking and great question Good and job asking no, yourself that question. All the time. Good I was always job. thinking about it because I'd have friends who were like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited to start having babies. And I would be like, are you really? really you are. You are. You too. All right. <laughs> you know, and like, I was what's like, what's happening? Why what is do everyone you think? being excited about that? No, no. Oh. It was more just like, what do you think it's going to be like? You, uh, you know, I, I guess I always thought that people had improper expectations. That was you know. smart. Good job. Yeah. So when people were, well, I think it's because they did <laughs> because I've been single a lot too. So my and I, I don't think it's cynicism. I think it's more just like of more of like a distant observational person, but just looking at couples and being like, so what you're saying is you're looking at that couple over there with that toddler who's like crying and peeing and just Screaming. broke something, and you're like, that's, that's for me. That's- that's that for like me. Idea. That's what you're thinking. No, or have you got a different picture. My kid will be different. Yeah. I'm going to do better. It won't be like that. Yeah. I was like, my kid will sleep the anywhere. They're going to sleep anywhere. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> or just, I'll be able to handle it. And I was like, I'm not good on very little sleep. No. And I don't, 
you know, I had a lot of men in my life that I didn't think took very good care of themselves. So the idea of them taking care of someone else didn't Mm -hmm. seem great. I had a lot of comedians and musicians in my life that turned into great dads, by the way, (laughs) that turned into great dads, by the way. Mm -hmm. But I, I would look at it and be like, I mean, like planning a gig is hard with this person. <laughs> I can't right. imagine having a shared human responsibility with this yeah. person. It was always so real to me. Like there was never any illusion of like, you know. And yeah. yeah, it does seem like there's a lot of illusion out there. It seems like I talk to a lot of pregnant moms and I'm just like, oh. Oh, you know. So. <laughs> uh, and oh, what? they're not going to listen, though, is the thing, because you don't know it until they you're feel in magical, it. right? Yes. They, they're like you, excited. You, oh, you, just, you just think that it's going to work out a certain way. It's almost as if, like, before you had your first baby, did you picture what the baby would look like when it was born? Like, I remember in my head, I pictured what Spencer was going to look like, right? <laughs> And his name was not, his name was Benjamin. Like I was having a Benjamin. And when he was born, I was like, that's not Benjamin. You know, didn't look anything like a Benjamin to me. And that's how he ended up as a Spencer. I don't, we didn't even have, you know, any idea. But like, and that is when I realized like, oh yeah, this is where the expectations are gone. Like right away. That's another human. That's not me. That's another human. That's not what I imagined. And, you know, and he's a brilliant little person. I'm so lucky that like, knock on wood, you know, he's been great. And, Mm -hmm. you know, despite what you think is going to happen. It doesn't like everything is different. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that letting go feels really good. Like I feel, um, that I don't, I feel like I don't have expectations for my kids. Like I feel like I want them to be safe and well loved and, you know, have a themselves. good education, but yeah. I really want them to be themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see, continue to see like who they are, whatever that is. And like p- the end, like, yeah. that's it. And so that that's feels like, really good. I don't think I grew up knowing anyone who thought like that. Do you know wow. what I mean? It's like, he's going to play football or <laughs> yeah, she's going to be in a pageant. Like parents just saying like, this is what he's going to work in my business. Right. Or you're, do- <laughs> or they're good kids because they're doing blah, blah, right. blah. And it's just, he's going to make straight A's and go to the best college. It's like, well, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he's a dancer. Right. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. How- I love yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. it's more like how I, how do they feel about themselves? What do they want? What are their what interests? They want? Yeah. 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 I do feel I do feel like in some of our um, parenting shifts and expectations, like, you know, like with anything, it's a mixed bag. Like there are great things that come out of us paying attention and caring about things that we didn't before. Mm-hmm, there are mm-hmm. really great healing, emotionally intelligent things about that. You know, I'm all for attachment parenting. I really am. But like, you know, with everything, there's got to be... <laughs> there's gotta be balance yeah 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 pa- this is i'm reading from the book page 24 panda moms are perfect unless they're blessed with two twins are hard so they'll ditch one it's terrible and true <laughs> what do you think happens to that other panda that's he's what just, i wondered he's just rogue he goes and joins like a second panda gang <laughs> Just all the like, I guess you were second. 
some gay Me pandas too. adopted. <laughs> we got a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Foster panda. <laughs> Foster pandaing. Yep, yep, yep. In fact, a lot of new moms pull a disappearing act. Bunnies, black bears, snakes and lizards, sheeps and birds and cats. <laughs> they just leave their kids right away. Yeah, it makes you feel good. Makes yeah. you feel good. So makes good. you feel good. We did go on a Fair wine a country trip when Elliot was like eight weeks old. <laughs> really? <laughs> I brought my breast pump. That's hot. Oh my God. Some friends of mine um, who now have four kids together, I nope. think. I don't know if they're still together. <laughs> That's they're too not many. still together. <gasps> what? They oh, have I'm four. Shocked. No, I'm wait. Sorry. Maybe they have five. No, no, fourth. Oh, they have four. Lord. But anyway, when their first one was born, uh, they're a they're gorgeous couple, no matter if they're together now or not. But um, she is, is she Guatemalan? They're both like dark long hair like he has a dark beard and their baby was like three weeks old and they dressed up as Cheech and Chong and rolled their baby up like a joint that is incredible yeah yeah and she's like I'm a great mom but the thing is is she was she was ready she was like I remember thinking like oh shit she's young I think of her as like really young and she was one of those people like just comfortably kept having kids and the whole time I was like wow yeah. How are you doing this? And she's just rolling with it like naturally. <laughs> Weed. Handling yeah. it all. Handling a lot it of all. Things. Yeah. I she guess. was rolling a lot of things. She was she's not it. even she, she <laughs> I don't think of her that way at all. I'm just I think teasing. it was just a fun joke and they're like funny enough to laugh at themselves. But she I think she's a fitness instructor. I love actually. It. I think she's a fitness instructor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think some people are more naturally adept at at mm-hmm. the things that it, parenting involves it yeah. like I didn't know I had ADHD until I um you know had kids and I was like why is everything so overwhelming mm-hmm. and hard I must be like a bad mom and bad at this and whatever and then I dug in a little bit more you know and I'm a therapist I know about these things but I didn't didn't understand that about myself and then it helped me to like get diagnosed and understand that and then that helped me like be less hard about myself about motherhood and it's like so some of the stuff is harder for me than maybe it is for other people or other moms and like that's okay and that mm-hmm. doesn't make me a bad mom and I'm just gonna like you know understand that about myself and work on it and mm-hmm. and whatever so it's like just because it isn't like as enjoyable or as fun or as easy in some aspects you know comparison is a problem that it is for other people mm-hmm. right there go there comes that Yep. Mom guilt again. Thief of joy. Comparison. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm going to read just a little bit of the end of this book, and then I'm going to ask for some final thoughts. So when you, so this is wrapping up after talking about all the different animals that eat their kids <laughs> and pee on them and kick them in the head or leave mm. them in the nest. Um, it's just a little a phrase for moms. So when you feel exhausted or there's too much on your plate, as long as you don't eat your baby, yeah, yeah, you're doing great. Raising kids is chaos. There is no ideal path. Like anything worth doing, motherhood will kick your ass. When the panic rises and the pressure starts to mount, remember that you're trying and that is all that counts. Though others might make comments or judge from where they sit, this concept of a perfect mom is absolute bullshit. Let's celebrate the not-so-great and wish it had gone better 
embrace the mediocre mediocre family times Mm -hmm. you share together (laughs) so then there's all these trophies that say like number five (laughs) and and okayest mom of the year and there's like a trophy of a woman with her head in her hands i love it yeah yeah i love that Um, i have a bumper sticker on the back of my car and it says not the worst mom Really? Nice. That's awesome. What a oh, nice mantra. <laughs> and my I son hates it. driving that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. The license plate says Po-Rab, and there's like a sticker of my face, my face from comedy Po-Rab? sticker. Yeah, po- Polish Arab, yeah. Oh, my God. Your license plate says yeah. Po-Rab? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, oh, It's like a whole oh mantra God. of jokes I tell. That's but, yeah, great. I seriously have a sticker that says, not the worst mom. I might get it as a tattoo. Oh, yeah. you should. Let's go, ladies. You should. <laughs> I mean, just pour another glass of wine. Yep. Probably, probably. So, um, ladies, any closing comments on, uh, I know there's. this is a whole huge topic, but on uh, the, what you want women out there who might be thinking at this moment that they're doing a terrible job for some reason, whatever it is, what would you like them to hear? <laughs> Hmm. Gosh, I feel, I just, it feels really hard to condense, but you know, shame is not helpful. It's, it just isn't helpful, you know? And so it's okay. And it's human to make mistakes. Um, perfect doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It's okay to make mistakes and you can always just try again or make it right. And maybe some of those expectations are like don't belong or unreasonable or not yours. And, you know, I think it's it's beautiful and human to be authentic. And, you know, our, our kids essentially just need us to, like, love them but love ourselves. I think we need to do a better job at loving ourselves and when we do that like a lot mm-hmm. of good stuff comes from that yeah oh, oh okay what about you yes okay um so I think loving yourself I think that's so important I think making sure that you have things for yourself mm-hmm. so that you don't lose yourself in Ooh, parenthood yeah yes. you know don't lose yeah. yourself um Stay true to who you are and authentic because the right people will show up. If someone says something to you as a mom and you don't like it, you're allowed to say, ouch, I didn't like that. Yeah. You're allowed to say your unsolicited advice feels like criticism to me. Mm-hmm. And you're allowed to try and fail mm-hmm. because that's okay, you know. And um, you're allowed to tell your kids that you are human. They need to know mm. that you're also a human. Absolutely. And it's always going to be okay because there are moms way worse than you. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. And That's I, right. I think I would say, because I know these two moms know how to laugh at mm. themselves and they know how to laugh at situations. And I see a lot of moms taking themselves way seriously. Like they're taking this CEO of momhood to the nth degree to the point where it, like if you don't have fun, you're going to crack. You're gonna, it's going to come out somewhere. The pressure is going to come out somewhere. Yeah. So if you're taking yourself way too seriously right now, like you have to figure every single thing out and do everything perfectly, you got to laugh at yourself. You know what? If you're feeling that way, 
let me know and we'll send you this book <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that you can laugh because um yeah and find some friends that you can laugh about being a mom with laugh go to a comedy show oh mm-hmm. speaking of let's mm. do this little round where are you performing sarah grogan where are you singing uh, well, my band, Detroit Soul, is going to be playing a show at Berkeley Coffee slash uh, Oak Park Dry. Sweet. Um, May 6th. May 6th, Sarah Grogan with Detroit Soul. And Robin Gillerin, where are you performing this week and next? I love it. I'm not even sure, but you can always, um, I have a website, robingillerin.com, and we have, my husband and I have a website, hardgcomedy.com, where you can see upcoming shows. And I do know that I'm going to be at One Night Stands in Waterford, working with the amazing Sal D'Amelio. Oh, yeah. um, April 20th through 22nd. Nice, nice. So FYI, Robin is with a Y, R-O-B-Y-N-G-I-L-L-E-R-A-N. That's it. Right? Hard G Comedy. And I'm Shelly Smith, and this has been Reads and Weeds. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.